All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Square State Sandlot podcast. This is actually episode 20 for us, so a little, little bit of exciting news there. Um, obviously, like I, I mentioned before, we, we have a new sponsor, Anchor, so that should be premiering on this episode. So you have to listen to, to me on one ad, but I'm sure you guys can deal with that. So um, outside of that, we'll, we'll get into the episode. Um, what just, just got finished with was the World Series. And it was a, a pretty good World Series. Not a ton of close games, but the, the Atlanta Braves prevailed over the Houston Astros. And that's their first World Series win since 1995. Um, and I, I gave myself a little bit of a prop there because I picked Braves in six in a, in a bet against my dad. So I had to share the receipts on Facebook so you guys would believe me. <laughs> But I did call that before before the first pitch of game one. So, uh, well done. Exciting news. Like I said, I I'm very thrilled to see the the Astros lose, and it's always good to see a team that hasn't won in a while uh, pick up that win as the underdog. So, it it was good to see that. But also, like it made me think back to 1995 when the Braves had yeah. Greg Maddox, John Smoltz and Tom Glavin and somehow only one World Series one world one World Series with that starting three. I don't know how that happened, but anyway. Congrats to Atlanta. I know I have a few friends that are Atlanta Braves fans, so that's exciting for them. Um Rito Lopez and then we have uh Leifeller back, a couple other that I know that have been lifelong Braves fans, so excited for them. Very nice. Anything to add to that? Did you? I don't know if you even got to watch. I know you were working quite a bit. Um, I caught some of it. I watched a little bit of highlights. Uh, the one thing I would say is just that, I mean, when the Braves needed to rally, they rallied, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Pitching was phenomenal. I just, I'm super happy. Yeah, I mean, it was unreal. Uh, I don't know. i just super impressed. I thought it would be – I was really worried it would go the other way and be awful just because it's the Astros and it's just yeah. how the world works sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was really, really impressed with how well they did. Um, I mean, anybody with the Astros at that point, so. For no sure. Braves. Yep. And with that being said, we'll, we'll move on from the World Series. A couple news and notes from around the Major League Baseball. Uh, Buster Posey decided to call it a career. He was with the Giants for 12 years. Uh, I think he won three World Series titles. Uh, I think he had a couple MVPs in there as well. So outstanding career for him. It's tough to get excited for someone that's, you know, the across the bay rival for you. But he's always one of those guys that did it with class and tough to oh, yeah. tough to not cheer for him. So congrats to Buster on a great career. And obviously he's he's more focused on family now. So it's it's good for him to to pull pull the plug now and and call it a career. Uh, other Absolutely. A couple other transactions that happened just for the A's. Uh, they declined the option on Jake Diekman. Uh, he was kind of embattled towards the end of the season, not having very good outings. So they, they decided rather than pay him $4 million next year, they paid him a, a 750000 buyout. So 
saving some money there. And then Andrew Chafin, they picked up the mutual option on him, but he declined his side, so he's a free agent as well. So that's two lefties out of the bullpen that we lost. And Beekman, not too heard about that one, but Chafin was a, a stud for us towards the end of the season. He was one of those trade deadline acquisitions for us, and he pitched very well. So tough to lose him. They could always re-sign him, but with losing Dolphin, all, all signs point to them abandoning any semblance of a major league roster. So not excited about that, but we'll, we'll see what they do in the offseason, and hopefully they, they prove me wrong. So. I know you missed the, the Melvin news other than I, I sent you a text how sad I was about it. <laughs> what do you think about him him leaving for the Padres? Um, I don't know. It's definitely a bigger deal for you than it is for me. <laughs> but I know it's going to be – I know this off season was looming over you as the season came to an end. So, I mean, I don't think – I don't think any of it was a surprise for you. Well, but, it was a surprise um, that Melvin was leaving because well, he still had a year on his contract. So I thought for sure he'd be back and they'd work out an extension. I was shocked, especially when they announced they weren't getting any compensation for essentially letting him sign with another team. So that was the baffling part. I still That's think fair. they, I still think they can make this right by uh, giving Ron Washington the, the manager position or Mark Kotze. I'd be okay with either of those guys. I think they could still do a great job with the team. So um, not all doom and gloom, but I think there's a really good chance we, we ship off a lot of our good players and basically anyone that's due for arbitration. So we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit more as, as the season gets closer. Obviously, it's still quite a ways out. And like we've talked about, there's a very likely labor stoppage in Major League yeah. Baseball. So we probably won't have too much news to talk about until they get a CBA worked out there. So um, now on to some quite heavy, depressing news. Um, obviously, this hit home for me a little bit more because Henry Ruggs was on my favorite team. Uh, but regardless of team, this is just a, a tragic situation. Um, 22-year-old guy that basically just altered his life and and obviously the victim's life. I don't even know what to say. Like, Obviously, he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing, and now he's going to deal with those consequences. So uh, drinking and driving is not a joke. It's, it's not something that anyone should take lightly. Uh, obviously, he, he made some terrible decisions, and it cost a, a young female her life. And also killed her dog in the, in the vehicle with her. So uh, tragic situation. And I know there's a lot of people hating on Henry Ruggs, and I don't know that that's the right emotion. Um, obviously, he he did something stupid and, and took someone else's life, but that wasn't his intention. Um, it was just a, a case of making multiple bad decisions and deciding to drive. And the the other side of that token is, he, he injured his girlfriend, baby mama, and now his, his daughter's going to have to grow up without knowing her dad, essentially, because he's going to be behind yeah. bars for a long time. So um, I definitely have empathy for, for Henry, but also definitely the victim and, and her family. 
Um, it's always hard to imagine, like, especially as a, a parent, you, you never want to lose your kids. So I can't imagine what they're going through, but uh, thoughts and prayers to, to her family. And like I said, I obviously feel for, for Henry Ruggs and his family as well. So I don't, he's not a bad person. He just made a bad decision and obviously wasn't, well, didn't it, turn out well. This is another one of those situations. There's always, I mean, there's usually at least one of these a year. Yeah. Um, it seems like, and this is like the cliche cautionary tale. Every team out there needs to take this as a learning experience. I mean, it's obviously a horrible, horrible incident, but if any positive is going to come from it, I mean, they're dealing with kids. A lot of these guys, they've, they've, they've basically played sports through what would have been their transition to adulthood. Um, they're all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, in money, you know, more so than they've ever been used to. They're put in situations a lot of times where, um, you know, it's stacked against them a little bit. I know a lot of the teams they do have drivers, and I mean, there's options to avoid the oh, DUI. Yeah. At the end of the day, this still lands at his feet. But um, I just think every team needs to definitely use this as a, a learning um, time for all their young players and explain how big. Um, big of an impact their decisions make both on and off the field. So For sure. it's just really sad. I just, it seems like every year we have one of these in some form or fashion. Yeah. And, and if you, if you, if you have any doubt to, to Henry's character, I think if you just listen to Rich Basaccia and Derek Carr, they talked about him in length earlier today and both of them could like, they could barely keep it together because he is a good guy. It's just, like I said, a tragic mistake that he made and like you said every team has the nflpa has these programs in place where if you need a ride you call the number they'll come pick you up no questions asked so exactly just multiple lapses in judgment by him and i, I just want to make sure that this is clear um if any of my friends family friends of friends if any of you need a ride home if if you're in my area i'm happy to come get you if if you don't have money to pay for a ride home, I'd be happy to, to, to pay for that. So just obviously if, if there's one thing to take from this, it's just make sure that you make informed decisions and don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. doesn't matter how you feel. If you feel like you can make it, if, if you feel intoxicated at all, just call someone. I'm, I'm sure I'm Absolutely. not the only person in, in anyone's life that would – get up in the middle of the night and come pick you up so you can get home safe. So yeah. moving on from that, um, NFL dead trade deadline is never super active and it no change this year. Um, I think no. the, the big move was Von Miller getting traded from the Broncos to the Rams for a second and a third round pick. Um, I think the reason they were able to get so much compensation for Vaughn is obviously because of what type of player he is, but also oh, yeah. uh, they essentially absorbed the remainder of his contract because the Rams don't have any financial capabilities to spend right now. So uh, Vaughn's on the last year of his deal, so getting a two and a three is actually pretty good for the Broncos. Um, well, and I mean, obviously the Rams are in win-now mode. For sure. They feel like they have a shot at, you know, running deep and even a Super Bowl run. And adding a player like Vaughn, Vaughn's never been on a defensive line with an Aaron Donald. No. 
I mean, he's, he's never, he's never experienced that. So I'm, I'm excited for the Rams. I think this is an awesome trade um, for their side of it. I don't honestly think it was okay. I take it back from a business and a football st- you know, the business side of its standpoint, I get why the Broncos made the trade. The compensation's decent. I get all that, but for, for all the Broncos fans, I know this was a, this was a punch in the gut for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it probably just reaffirmed that they know they're not going to the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, and they're probably not going to want to give Vaughn what he wants to get for the next couple of seasons. So getting that second and third round pick, it makes sense for everyone. I think this is for one sure. of those rare everyone wins type of move. Obviously for the fans, it's tough watching one of your favorite players for the last 10, 11 years, leave the, leave the franchise. Yeah. Um, but compensation, I think, was was very good for for what essentially nine games of of Von Miller for a second and a third round pick. That's yeah, tough that's to beat. So, um, and other Rams news they they cut Deshaun Jackson after meeting with him. He decided that he wanted to be more involved in the offense, and and Sean McVay basically said, you know, I, I'm trying to get you involved, but if it's not enough, then maybe we need to just see what we can do to to, to get you off the team because I'm not going to just say, like, I give you all the all the snaps or whatever. So uh, they agreed to basically. Word. What? Actually, two words. I have two words for that. His name's Cooper Cup. I don't know what to tell you. Move yeah. on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They don't need Deshaun Jackson, and obviously he can contribute on another team. Um, he did clear waivers today, so he's free to sign with any team. Um, I I want to hear your thoughts on this before I, I give you mine. Where do you think he's headed next? Man, I don't know. This is tough. Um, honestly, I mean – We'll see where Green Bay stands after this Aaron Rodgers situation, but um, they're a team I could see making a move at the wide receiver position and adding somebody. Um, I don't know. That was the first one that jumped out to me was possibly Green Bay, but that may be, I don't know. It depends on how all this plays out. So there's a team I'm quite fond of that is now short oh. a speed, speedy wide receiver. Yeah, that's fair too. So, and he's the he's the kind of player you guys have always loved. Yeah, and he's very fast. Honestly, we've been trying to get Deshaun Jackson for, I think, five straight off seasons, and just haven't been able to make it work. So, I think, I know he wants to get more playing time, and obviously, with with the loss of Rugs, there's playing time to be had in in Vegas, and he for sure is essentially the same style of, of wide receiver as Henry Ruggs was. So I think That's it makes a, really a lot of point, sense. Bill. So That's a really think, good point. I think he'll end up in Vegas and I'm I'd be I'd be pretty thrilled about it. They were also connected to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. after he wasn't traded and he's been super disgruntled. In fact, they've sent him home the last two practices and said basically you're not with the team right now. Uh, he's not He's not apologizing for all the stuff he pulled after he didn't get traded. So, essentially, I think this is this is heading towards him getting cut. Um, he's only he's got three years left on his deal, but the last two years aren't guaranteed. So, if they do cut him and someone claims him on waivers, 
his his salary is the only obstacle there because he's got uh, I think eight million left on his contract for the rest of this season, and then after that you can either renegotiate or, or cut him with no loss. So um, I think that's probably where this is headed. Uh, sucks for the Browns that they couldn't make it work because he's a dynamic player. Um, he was connected to the Raiders, and I don't think it makes much sense for them to grab OBJ because. One, the contract, they can't make $8 million fit without moving some money around. And he's got two bad shoulders that he's going to have to have surgery on by the end of the season. Uh, I, I don't want to label him a diva because I don't feel like a lot of the stuff's on him. He's just frustrated. He's not getting the ball. He's coming up for a new contract renewal. Like, that's how you get paid is production. So if you're not getting the ball, you're obviously going to get frustrated because it's going to hit you in the pocket. So... That's true, but that's where I would say I disagree. I do believe he is a diva. I've always felt like he was bad for the locker room. Everywhere he's gone, he's done this crap. Isn't every wide receiver? No, no, they're not. I guarantee Cooper Cup doesn't pull this crap with the Rams. Granted, they're winning, and he's catching the ball 15 times a game, but I don't know, man. I just – I've – Never been a big OBJ fan. He's another one of those players. He's a Cam, he's the Cam Newton of wide receivers for me. The talents there, they're absolutely. There you go wonderful. with Cam again. There you go with Cam again. <laughs> I'm sorry, he just drives me down. Just killing the guy when he's down. You kidding me, Kyle? I, I just don't see him as team players, man. And they do more talking than they do producing anymore. And it just that's fine. Or that's I got, fair. I got that's no fair. time for it. Okay. I mean, if he when he was in his prime, hell yeah. If they let's, weren't feeding him the ball, give it to him. But let's keep it in the division. You got a you got a little transaction you guys made. What what'd you guys do? <laughs> well, um, Melvin Ingram's stay with Pittsburgh was obviously very short. Um, we just traded him to KC for a sixth round pick. I'm actually fine with the trade. I've always if people don't want to be somewhere, then I don't want them to be there. I mean, at the end of the day. Alex Highsmith is a stud, and he's just outperforming him. Even when they were getting uh, equal snaps, he outperformed Melvin Ingram. So I don't know what to tell him. Um, you know, his, his snap count went down. He's obviously going to get a higher snap count with KC. So he's happy. They're happy. Um, and then obviously Tomlin's comments, I'm absolutely behind 110%. When asked about it, he said he'd rather have volunteers than captives yep. when commenting on the trade. And it was just... I mean, that's Mike Tomlin, and that's why I like him is you don't want to be here? Cool, don't be here. I don't yeah. have to tell you. I think that's probably so, the sentiment around the league. Tomlin's just not afraid to say it. <laughs> well, right. He's he's never one to uh, beat around the bush during interviews. If you ask him a stupid question, he's going to give you a stupid answer. I'm so. loving the, the last few <laughs> interviews he's done. Oh, every time they talk to him, I'm just like, print it. Yeah. Headline. <laughs> I don't know. He's been fantastic, but yeah, no, I, I think it was a good move for you guys. I mean, he's not playing that much and you guys signed him as a free agent for not a yeah. huge contract. So you basically turned a, a signing into a sixth round pick. So freeze up salary, get you guys another pick in the draft next year. I don't think yeah, it'll the, really go ahead. I, I was just going to say the only downside, if there is one, is obviously depth. Depth, you yeah. know, if if we're able to put a season together and make a playoff push, um, you know, you'd like to have depth at those positions because all it takes is one injury. We ran into that 
first part of the season, obviously getting our defensive line was destroyed with injuries. So yep. um, that's the only downside, but sorry, go ahead, Bill. I don't remember what I was, oh, I was just going to say, I don't think he'll help the, the Chiefs that much. Like their defense is in shambles right now. And it's a lot of it's not getting to the quarterback, but even when they're getting pressure, the, the secondary is not doing their end of the bargain. Uh, they're getting gashed on, on the run run plays and Ingram's never been strong against the run. He's always been a, a pass rusher. So I, I don't think it's a, a huge trade and I don't, that's probably why it didn't get much coverage. Um, yeah, like whatever. Huge news though. He had some injuries. Yeah. <laughs> and this, yeah. go ahead. I'll, you, you bring it in, but it just, it sucks. He's not on your, your fantasy team, right? No. <laughs> okay. So I think I jinxed him because I was just talking to John on our on our last episode, and I said I should have taken Derrick Henry instead of Christian McCaffrey. That guy never gets hurt. And then literally, as we're talking, last couple plays of that this game, and he Bill. gets hurt. So yeah, this, Derrick this Henry. This is on Bill Montoya. I apologize for for cursing <laughs> you. Um, he so he's the one. <sighs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I just feel awful. I feel awful for him because Tennessee is like right in a high right now. Basically, they knocked off the two top AFC teams, supposed, you know, beginning of the year. You got Bills, Chiefs, and now they're looking at, um, uh, dang it, who are they playing this week? I don't remember. I'll look it up real quick. Anyways, my, my point was is they're on this run through these teams that had held the AFC captive, obviously, in the year prior. Um, and so I felt like they were just, you know, the riding this high, the Rams. Thank you. So you have another contender. If they would have came in and beat the Rams per se, you change how you look at Tennessee for sure. I mean, I've always thought they were good. I thought they would make the playoffs, but I mean, Derek Henry came alive in that bills game. I mean, he literally willed them to a win, uh, that, that long run and everything. It just, it's such a horrible time for this to happen. Yeah. Um, even with Derrick Henry, I, I think I still would have taken the Rams in, in that game. Um, oh, same here. Especially Rams at home. But, yeah, obviously he gives you a, a much better chance. And now we're going to see now we're gonna see what Todd Downing can really do as an offensive coordinator when he can't lean on run left. Run left. All day. Run left. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously terrible news. He's out six to ten weeks. They said probably right in the middle will be the sweet spot. Their corresponding move to, to putting him on the island was to sign Adrian Peterson as a free agent. Um, that's immediately who I went to when, when I saw Derrick Henry was down because oh, yeah. they have very similar uh, running style. The only problem is, is I think Adrian Peterson's probably – I don't know, two years past great production. So I think they're just hoping to get something out of him in the meantime. And I, I think yeah. he could still contribute. Like, the man's a freak of nature. He's a damn that's alien I mean. at the position. The defense is still going to game plan for him. So, and I mean, that's really all All you're wanting to not lose is them to actually game plan against the running game as well and not just focus in. Yeah. And, I, I, I mean, I think he'll provide that at least, but... I don't think Tannehill is good enough to to carry this team to to wins. So, 
No, he needed the run game. So we'll, we'll see how big of a fall they have. Obviously, he'll be back in the time for playoffs, most likely, assuming they make it to the playoffs. So they, right. they're going to have to to at least tread water with him gone. Obviously, the 6-2 and two start helps. But um, if they go 2-6 and six over the next – over the next eight, that that's not going to be good enough for the playoffs. So they'll have to probably at least go 500 to, to make it into the playoffs for him to come back for that. So um, other injury news, Jameis Winston tore his ACL, so he's out for the rest of the season. Which Cam Newton? That's – I don't know, man. I was thinking Phillip Rivers. Oh, dang. Because – like he ran the same style of offense in in with the Chargers and and even uh, Indianapolis runs a, a similar style yeah. of offense. And he's, I don't know, like you're you're not gonna put your cart on Taysom Hill, at least I don't no. think you would. Um, if they were gonna do that, they wouldn't have ever brought in James Winston. Yeah, so I I really don't know. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they reached out to Phillip, although I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I know he's been coaching. I don't know what his status is. He's been coaching high school football, if I if I remember right. So I, I feel like if they brought Phillip Rivers back, though, it would literally be like when Miami brought Jay Cutler back. Like, it's a desperation move. And well, I mean, like, there's no positive to it. You're not going to build off of anything. I mean, desperate times. <laughs> I guess I don't like Cam Newton, but I think he's the better option out of the two. He's in playing shape. Um, he adds a, you know, second dynamic to a mobile quarterback to an extent. Um, but then I think you I could know. argue we already have that with, with uh, Taysom. Yeah, but I do think that, um, I mean, obviously Cam can make more throws. Yeah. Cam's a lot he, better. He gives you more in the passing game. For sure. Fair enough. Uh, We'll I'm just shocked you you suggested that. Like I really don't almost, want it to happen. <laughs> it almost took my breath away. New Orleans is my dad's team, and I want good things for them. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, like so you said, calling the former times. MVP. Yeah, very very former. <laughs> oh, so, jeez, couple games that have happened since. Well, since John and I last talked, Chiefs and yeah. the Giants played on Monday Night Football. Uh, neither team looked very good. Obviously, Giants' defense played pretty well. Chiefs' offense was not great, and defense probably is just <laughs> good enough to keep Daniel Jones out of the end zone. So my question to you is, is this more of the Chiefs struggling or the Giants playing well? I'm going to make this super quick and easy. This is the Giants' consistency and how they've played all season. They've been shitty. Cool. There's the Giants. Now, this is the Chiefs. <laughs> they are just diving. Every yeah. week it gets worse and worse, and I, I don't get it. I know that they have some offensive line issues. I know that they have some defensive issues. But at the end of the day, they should be in more of these games. I just... I I don't. It just blows my mind. My my take on it is, uh, teams are are doing what frustrates Patrick Mahomes. Well, they're do, 
they're the Tampa Bay method. I mean, everybody yeah. they got exposed in that Super Bowl. Yeah, and then you saw multiple teams utilize it. Yeah, but still, it's you got Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah, they're keeping keeping the two safeties back, bracketing mm-hmm. Hill and and Kelsey, and saying either run it on us or throw it to one of someone that's not Kelsey or Hill, and yep. keep everything in front of you. Wrap up when when you get the tackles when you get to them, and and that's what's beating the Chiefs right now. Yeah, fundamental football. That's all it's taking. They're just frustrating Mahomes into taking risks, and when he does, they're oh. capitalizing on it. So, and that's the thing too is he is forcing it so bad, and I get it because he feels like he's got to take it on his shoulders, and I get yeah. that. And as your starting quarterback, you appreciate that, but you can see it in the play. Yeah, I mean, there's so many times when it's like, just let the play die, man. Take the take it where you can. And that's it's the not thing. Helping, you're making it worse when he's turning the ball over. And the defense is playing so bad. That's that's a terrible formula to win a football game. Yeah, so. if your defense is owning, I mean, take more risks. You're allowed to. For sure. I just, I don't know. It still blows my mind. They have so much talent on that team. This I is think- why I didn't like when people were talking about Brady and Mahomes in the same um, group. And that this is why is because obviously you can game plan against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I Tom Brady can. didn't always have running games. He didn't always have stellar, uh, you know, teams. But you he still can found to an to extent win. against Brady. For sure. And as soon as you why, start hitting him. That's why the, the Saints have had so much success against him. Yeah. They they have the personnel to do what makes him uncomfortable, and that's get to the quarterback and, and play press coverage, make him hold on to the football. And <clears throat> they don't have the, the running game that they did well, I don't even know. They didn't run the ball that well last year either, but I guess it was enough. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting. Um, obviously, we, we go against the Chiefs not this week but the following week, so I'm hoping that the the struggles continue at least through that week so we can get a nice lead on them and, and then carry that into the, into the uh, playoffs. But obviously, we've had a, a, a rough week. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Aaron Rodgers, but I think we'll save that for John since he has a, a little bit more of a connection to that. Um, for sure. And I don't know if you'll be on this weekend, but... Uh, um, I will try. We'll, we will see. Okay, sounds good. So with that being said, let's let's get to our worst of the, or best of the week, worst of the week. I'm going to have you go first. All right, so my, mine's a little bit old since it's been a little bit since I was on. Um but my best and worst actually all happened all in one big mess. Um, the Cincinnati-New York uh, Jets game last week was, I guess, depending on your perspective, a train wreck or a thing of beauty. Um, I mean, if you're Cincinnati, you had the lead. You're one of the top teams supposedly in the league. I've never been convinced for the record. Um, and then you gave it away to a team like the Jets. So definitely the worst of the week for me is Cincinnati. That is such a letdown for them after the games they put together up to that point. And yes, this happens to teams, you know, every season. There's always these these trap games, but this one was bad. Um, and then on the other side of that, for the Jets, this is like this this is a movie script. You don't yeah. have White come in and play like that. And granted, he threw two interceptions, I think. Um, it wasn't perfect, obviously, 
but this is like a movie script what happened this isn't supposed to happen yeah as soon as he was in the game it should have been a, a cincinnati steamroll i mean that's literally just how it should have played out and it just didn't so good on the jets and cincinnati it's what you get yep i think that was definitely a case of a team looking past another team and you oh, yeah. just can't you just can't do that in the NFL and Mike White like you said he did have two interceptions but he also had four touchdowns and 400 plus yards passing so not not and a bad day the, at the, the office big w yeah and uh, it really makes you th- wonder where Zach Wilson is in his progression because Mike White Mike White looked real good and Zach looks, Wilson has he not looked so comfortable yeah so comfortable but the, the bad bad news about Mike White is in this game tonight, Thursday night football, he actually got hurt in the first quarter, something about his forearm. So uh, he was replaced by Josh Johnson, Oakland native, I might add. He's been kicking around teams, AFL. I think he was even part of that AAF for a little bit. So uh, it's good to see him sticking around in the NFL as he can as a backup. So, um but my best of the week is Atlanta beating Houston in the World Series. It's a good one. Um, obviously, everyone knows I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the Astros, so that no. was that was definitely my highlight of the week thus far. And then my my worst of the week is obviously the the Henry Rugg situation. Uh, Absolutely. Don't need to rehash that, but definitely thoughts and prayers out to victims' family and hope hope for thoughts of, of healing for them. Um, with that being said, anything else you, you needed to talk about before we cut or lose? Uh, all I could say is I'm excited for this week. I'm hoping we have a good matchup. I hope we don't look past them like since he did, but we're playing the Bears, and I'm hoping for a, uh, a solid week for us. Yeah. They uh, kicked our asses, so I hope you guys get them for us. <laughs> Explain uh, that one to me, too. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, well, with that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, uh, get those comments in, like, share. We're going to keep doing this premiere thing, and and hopefully I'll actually be on for this one. Uh, Last couple weeks, things have come up right at the last minute, so I haven't been able to hop on the premiere. So hopefully no one's been commenting and just sitting there waiting for a response from us. But I will be on. bad comments. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I do have something going on at work possibly tomorrow evening, so I don't know. I might just have to reschedule it or something like that for YouTube, but we'll go from there. So, as always, thanks again. Appreciate your support, and we hope you guys have a great weekend.